I'm Alan, and my pronouns are they, them. I'm Kaylee, and my pronouns are she, her. And my name is Danielle. My pronouns are she, her, and you are listening to Target Snark It, a weekly podcast from Broad Digital Consulting. We're back. Happy, happy Tuesday, and welcome back to another episode of Target Snark It, a weekly podcast by Broad Digital. I am your second host, Kaylee Myers. And I am Alan. I'm your daddy host now. <laughs> okay. If this is your first time listening in, thank you so much for joining us, and we hope you enjoy our thoughts. Uh, please make sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to us or watching us from. And if you're joining us again today, welcome back. Thank you so much for not getting tired of our voices, and we love you. Mwah. Unfortunately, uh, first host, Danielle Billbrook, is unable to join us today. Uh, she was last seen at her Auntie M's farm back home when a tornado hit and took the house, so we hope for her safe return for next week's episode. Thoughts and prayers, Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> so this week, we are taking our time to talk with you all about the ever-changing landscape of, of social media. So saddle up as we have yeah. rootin' tootin' time rounding up <laughs> all the biggest, most important and necessary changes and updates made to Twitter, Meta, and TikTok. Yeehaw. Yeah! <laughs> it's an old-fashioned roundup episode. <laughs> well, put them up. <laughs> oh, double barrels. Double Not barrels. <laughs> uh, let's start off with the literal dumpster fire itself, uh, Twitter. Elon Musk has been putting the platform through the ringer over the last few months since taking over in September uh, and proceeding with the mass layoffs we know and love throughout the holiday season. So the first thing on the big list of changes for Twitter is Twitter Blue is officially live. After months of threatening verified accounts, Elon Musk finally pulled the trigger on the subscription-based verification model on 420. I'm sure that was completely purposeful. The guy. <laughs> it's uh, officially called the quote-unquote mass reckoning that took place, leaving major celebrities, musicians, and actors without their little blue checkmark, including Beyonce, LeBron James, Stephen King, Ki uh, Stephen King Kim Kardashian, and Pope Francis. La Papa. <laughs> Not the Pope. <laughs> Good old Irish Catholic over here. I'm like, no, not him. <laughs> He needs it. Uh, while there are still accounts that have migrated to Twitter blue, uh, Nicki Minaj specifically had a fairly iconic tweet. I suggest going to read it. Uh, more than half of the original subscribers called it quits. According to a report from Mashable, out of the roughly 150,000 early subscribers to Twitter Blue, there are only 68,157 left, uh, continuing to pay their $8 a month on desktop and 11 for mobile subscription. So there's also a double kicker where some former subscribers are still receiving membership perks without having to pay. Uh, Elon Musk has been letting specifically some people he enjoys to keep their little badge, even though they have not paid him anything. He's just like, you're cool. Yeah. I bet they're the worst. Do you know what I mean? I want to find out who those people are and like, stay away from them. 
<laughs> I feel like Elon Musk always wanted to be the popular kid. And now he has so much power that he's like, I get to determine who's popular now. They oh. all need me. Has he had plastic surgery? Do people talk about that? Like his face looks funny. I, think I know he- this is rude, but like. In my opinion, it looks like plastic surgery. (laughs) Okay, we can move on, but really. Uh, Over the last week, specifically, Twitter has been creating some incentives to try to get more people to upgrade their account. I haven't been on my Twitter in literally, I think, a year. I've been only using client accounts. Uh Um, So they've been adding more guardrails to the free version of the app to try to get more people to sign up for their verification. While free accounts are now able to utilize over 4,000 character count, that's so many, uh, as of last Thursday, June 30th, verified accounts now have a character count of 25,000 characters. That is a tiny blog amount. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, additionally, last week, a new restriction was added for a limited, for, it's set for a limited time, but it has no set end date, of limiting the number of tweets a user can see per day. Seems useless. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, After changing the limit three times in one day, the new Twitter CEO, Linda Yaccarino, I hope that's how you pronounce it, uh, that can't be Yaccarino. It looks right. Yeah, Chirino. Uh, she announced verified accounts can view 10,000 tweets a day. Unverified accounts, the normies, can only see 1,000 tweets a day. Uh, and if you create a brand new account, you can only see 500 tweets a day. This seems so counterintuitive to, like, wanting people to stay on your app. Like, I understand they're trying to get people to pay money, but, like, I, I always feel like... The TikTok rabbit hole, for instance, is on purpose and it's real. Mm-hmm. Like they're basically like, you can't rabbit hole here unless you have money and like nobody's paying the money. Yeah. Elon came out and said that that whole limitation thing was supposedly to decrease data scrapping and detect more bots. But like, how is that not going to sufficiently affect the overall experience of the platform? Because first of all, like, how do you know how many tweets I'm reading versus what I'm just scrolling through? Or do you just have right. limited scroll? Um, And like, yeah, I how can you put ads in between any of that either? Right. I don't. I mean, it just seems really stupid. Yeah. So, Alan, with all these new bright and shiny abilities on Twitter Blue, you can write a small book, you can see 10,000 tweets a day. Do you think it's worth it to describe $8 on desktop and 11 for on your phone to subscribe? <laughs> like, do you like taking your hard-earned dollars and throwing them into a fucking wildfire? Yes. Then yeah. <laughs> Go for it. Like like it, it why I've said this on many episodes before but like I'm not giving my money to a company that is like clearly having a hard time. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't trust it. I wouldn't trust it. I'd be like you don't get my credit card. Like yeah. on a base level. I think, I mean, we go into this a little bit further, but like, 
there's no direction there right now. Why would I want to pay upwards of $19 if I want two different experiences a month? Like, for what? For what purpose? So I can see more tweets that I used to be able to see for free? Right. (laughs) It might just be better to find a different app. Yes, there I'm are foreshadowing. Foreshadow, foreshadow, but uh, there are also definitely a bunch of alternative channels, more on that later, emerging and have even gained the approval from past Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey. Nice. So it might be for businesses out there wondering if it's worth it, we're going to do a big no. It's not. Mm-hmm. It is more worth it to explore a new platform than it is to put money into a fire. All right, next up on Twitter, they have new advertising policies for cannabis. We talked about this a little bit when we interviewed Ricardo, but Twitter is now allowing for advertising of cannabis products and paraphernalia. So just to kind of clear that up, you will not be able to have like a whole shopping experience on Twitter to be able to get your bud. That's not what we're looking at. You will be able to promote a business, so a dispensary in a certain area. You can discuss different types of THC products such as edibles, but will not be able to sell them directly. Or same thing with paraphernalia, your water bongs, your pipes, whatever. All of that will be able to be advertised on the Twitter platform. Uh, but more from a brand awareness aspect rather than e-commerce purchasing. Now, that being said, currently within the cannabis industry, the only way to really advertise is through word of mouth PR that you can get into the right magazine and then advertising on specific cannabis websites such as Leafly. Um, That's really the only way to get your name out there right now. So if you are a dispensary that happens to listen to us or a cannabis company, there is a huge new opportunity with Twitter ads. That being said, I don't know if you want to put money into Twitter. That's what I was just going to say. We're just like, (laughs) don't put money into Twitter. But also, hey, there's, you can do the weeds. But I mean, it's still so regulated. Um, But kind of the way you're talking about it, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like this actually is a good opportunity. And supporting it is a good idea because it might be, it's kind of a breakthrough or might be a stepping stone to further deregulation. Yeah, there's... There's a lot of um, regulation up there in terms of advertising THC or around THC products, CBD included, uh, Facebook. I used to actually run ads for a um, lawnmower service. And if my lawn, if I was posting a blog about getting rid of weeds, it literally would be <laughs> rejected for dr- uh, promoting drugs. So Google, Facebook, any of your normal advertising platforms might not be able to let you push out any content around cannabis. Uh, Twitter, it is a new opportunity if you are looking to figure out just a new place to get your name out there. Um, But I mean, the platform is, it's in Yikes City right now. (laughs) It is in Yikes City. (laughs) 
Um, so with Twitter's news policy, you can spread your name and location far and wide to a targeted audience of potential customers, and it's your chance to get those new customers and boost sales to create loyal, happy customers. If you're in the cannabis industry, you know most of the time you want more new customers because you already have the same people coming back week over week. Uh, and if you know, this happened to pique your fancy and you're interested in additional ways to get the name of your cannabis business out into the digital landscape, take a listen to our old podcast, our 420 episode with Ricardo Baca from Grasslands. And I will say I wasn't there for that episode, so I, I got to listen to it as a listener and it is good. It's so interesting. He knows mm -hmm. so much. Um, and also he's so passionate about like, social justice in the space which i yeah. thought was rad i think that's definitely the way you have to promote it too if you're i mean try actually me and my boyfriend are watching billions on showtime right now and they literally just started talking about in their 2020 season trying to gain access of making cannabis federally legal and they talked about like the whole process through it and i thought back to that episode with high regard up next, we have two new major features for direct messages, a reply to threat function and end-to-end -end encryptions for all DMs. Uh, that's so ironic that reply to threads function just got added now that I'm thinking about it. I know. <laughs> okay, we'll I dig know. into that a little bit later. Um, uh, <laughs> developed, <laughs> developed in just a few months, these updates are considered uh, significant projects under Elon Musk's leadership. He was re he's really trying to focus on more of that one-to-one uh, -one communication and making Twitter a communication platform. It does kind of add some question as to the overall direction with the new CEO, Uh the new CEO, as we mentioned before, is Linda Yaccarino, I'm going to say confidently. Oh, uh, she was the former head of advertising at NBC Universal. And as her new CEO, it indicates in her new position, you would kind of think that that's the direction Twitter's going in, is being able to utilize more advertising opportunity and genera generating revenue. Um, but that, of course, all depends on if Elon Musk is willing to stop pushing his own agenda and letting the business continue without him. I don't, I think I don't get it. Like what does reply to thread and, and, and encryptions for what are, what are they solving here? Like, Oh yeah. So like, the respond to thread is kind of like, if you, I don't know if Android users have it, but Apple users, you can kind of respond and on Twitter, you can respond specifically to a type uh, one part of a conversation. Uh, this would be super helpful for our clients, at least with customer communication. If someone is going complaint, 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 you can kind of respond to each of them individually with what necessary responses they need. Um, the end-to-end -end encryption is a lot more for the consumer to make sure that whatever you're saying on Twitter is more secure. Okay. That being said, I mean, I don't know. Are people... I can't imagine people are using DMs like that on Twitter. Well, maybe celebrities are actually. Yeah, I mean, I never use DM functioning on Twitter, but there's got to be some people that do. But I mean, I can see how if they're trying to push towards being a connective community app, you mm -hmm. know, they would be doing that. But it feels like Twitter did do that in its own way. 
before all this. I guess I'm just like, I think I was confused, but actually I'm not confused. It's just a little pointless and stupid to me. She thought this was already happening. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, I don't know the problem it solves. I guess, I guess privacy and encryption matters if people are actually yeah like less leaked dms ideally for celebrities um it's really for that consumer focus when you're looking at dms there's not a lot of functions that are honestly business focused from uh messenger yeah uh so our last aspect of the twitter roundup is a stupid one for anyone (laughs) for anyone who is like me you may have opened twitter on april 15th only to disassociate for the moment as you're looking in the top left corner of the homepage. because where there is usually a little blue bird to let you know you're on twitter you saw doja's face uh, apparently, Mr. Musk wanted to remind the unpaying plebes of the internet who the true troll king is by changing the homepage icon profiles to Doge, the Shiba Inu meme, for his cryptocurrency. While it may seem like a PR tactic to avoid the negative news spotlight on the social media company, it was a very specific message for a very specific group of people, namely those suing him for inflating his own uh, cryptocurrency on Twitter. He's done that many a times, actually, of getting people to invest in Tesla, to invest in Doge, because he tweeted about it. Uh, His... Response, of course, was, of course I am. So he was trying to make a funny. Make a funny. Did He didn't invent Doge, though, right? Like, Doge came no. before him, and then he took it for his cryptocurrency, right? He's capitalizing off a meme. Yeah, right. He did and not make like, the Doge. Yeah, and I also feel like Doge is too gay, and I like it. Mm-hmm. But, like, when Musk does it, I don't like it. It's like, like boomer. It is. Or like, like Musk isn't allowed to be chuggy. Like, does he even know what culture is? Like, can billionaires experience culture? <laughs> no. <laughs> they experience yachts and evil. You know, that's it. Like, And on a good day, an orca. Danielle's going to be so mad at us for this We're alienating our billionaire And like billionaire adjacent I shouldn't have deleted that Submarine joke then before (laughs) (laughs) Okay So now we're going on to the Metaverse but not Metaverse Uh, It's actually It was a pretty quiet 2022 for Meta But this first half of the year They have been going Pow, 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 with new updates to Facebook and Instagram and the launch of a whole new app just yesterday as of recording this podcast. Uh, So first up, let's talk about how Meta is doing exactly what we just complained about Twitter doing, which is making a new paid verification program for Facebook and Instagram. Uh, They announced it in late February. uh, announcing a testing period for their new verification program as a quote-unquote subscription model service that ensures brands cannot be replicated or impersonated. It also provides more visibility into your audience reach for profiles and quote-unquote special access to support. If any support, then you have special access. As of mid-March, we are 
all invited to join a wait list online, which we can put in our little link tree that you can click on uh, for the new program costing either $14.99 for both Facebook and Instagram or $11.99 for just a verified Facebook account. Okay, so there's a wait list. How do people apply now? Yeah, so... For users to apply to the new program, or if you want to continue having your checkmark, you have to uh, share a government ID to prove your identity. So, tinfoil hat hat time. Uh, The ID must match the name and profile on your Instagram or Facebook account you're applying for. So that might be troublesome if you are someone who might have an account under your maiden name because you don't want people to be able to find you uh, professionally, things to that extent. Or if you're going through a name change of any sort and now you have a different license. Uh, once through the initial process, any changes to your birth date, name, username, or profile will require you to re-verify your account every time. It was so much easier to register my dog in Denver than it is to <laughs> register for this verification program. Right, this eleven ninety nine a month. <laughs> yeah, it also will require the platform to know it's uh, you signing up for the exclusive features of the program. Literally no one is going to get my money for a check mark. I'm sorry. Like the only reason to do it, I think with Facebook, at least they're not a dumpster fire, first of all, but it's maybe for the support, mm-hmm. but they're like going to have to st- <laughs> prove that there's actual support in the first yeah. place. Like send up a smoke signal. If you work for Facebook support and let us know you're okay. Cause like, yeah. so, like you can't find support right now. It's impossible. It's impossible. If you want any type of support, you have to put in a case number that, for the most part, will go and just die there. Like, or they'll respond and be like, yeah, whoops. (laughs) No explanation. How did they get away with not having a support department this, this long? They, like, does a support, that's what I mean. Like, like, send us a sign. I'm like ta- tin tin foil hat. I'm like talking to aliens. If Facebook support or Meta support exists, send us a sign. Yeah, just let us know you're okay. Let us know you're there. I will apologize for my emails that I've sent you because I get so upset and I don't think you're a real person. Like I will eat my words. We're all ready to take accountability here. If you just prove to us that you're real. Um, Other exclusive features for verified accounts include that beautiful blue check mark of power. Uh, You have protection of accounts being created under your name, which is very nice. I've had a family member who was a principal at a school who had an angry parent make a fake account for him and started shit posting as the principal of a school. So you will be safe from that with your new blue check mark. Uh, they're also giving out a hundred stars if you use, um, Twitch or TikTok, these are ways that you can pay people. So like on TikTok, you can send people roses or hats or whatever during lives. And on Twitch, you can do gifted. Uh, Those are now stars for Facebook. And then you get the mysterious account support. I know we talked about like Twitter not being worth it. But do you think that meta, like, do you think this verification is worth it? 
So if you are a brand or product being promoted online, uh, whether that's a lawyer, financial advisor, content creator, where you are the brand essentially, it may be worth keeping your verified marker to ensure that people know it's you are the person they are getting when they sign up for your products and services online and keep from those duplicate accounts. Uh, but for small businesses, take a, wait it out. You don't need to be the first be the second class. See how other people respond to it. See if you see a lot of people getting verified. It's so the entry to barrier is a lot easier than what it used to be, which was basically just having a popular account. If you had like thousands, millions of followers, then you would get your blue check mark. Otherwise, now it's a lot easier because you can apply for it yourself. Um, but that being said, if the swap is anything like it was with Twitter blue, it won't be worth adding to your monthly marketing budget to make sure you have that check mark on Facebook. Is my thought. Nice. <laughs> Next up, <laughs> we have Instagram come came out with the new collaboration feature for Instagram shops. This feature is perfect for small shops who are trying to make a large impact online. What essentially will happen is if an influencer or anyone with a large following, honestly, anyone, it posts a picture and tags you in it, um, you can now go in and be a collaborator on the post and actually tag the product. So if you have your e-commerce set up so that you have your product listings within your Instagram shop, you, the business, will be able to tag the products being shown on the influencer's post. And I, uh, it would hopefully increase the sales on that specific product. That's so cool. I wish I could go find photos of my book and tag a shop thing in it. That would require like there to be pictures of my book that I didn't post and also <laughs> that I have a shop. So I'm missing some key components here, but it's cool. In theory, I would love to do that. This is going to be huge for e-commerce brands and, you know, queer poets who need to find <laughs> their stuff in a store. Uh, you'll be able to gain direct purchases on products via their influencers or partnerships. Uh, this is also huge for influencers and influencer campaigns because you can now do a direct ROI on your uh, post to be able to say, we sold out of this specific uh, collab product. So this is definitely a big win-win for partnerships and businesses. And I know for certain, I can't wait to see Savage Fenty use this, Skims, Yitty, those three are really the big ones in terms of influencer marketing on Instagram. So I'm sure they're going to be using it as soon as they can. Yeah. Uh, next up on the Instagram list and soon Messenger, we have broadcast channels. So unlike Twitter Spaces and Telegram, which is a voice messaging system where you can speak in a chat-like setting, Meta's version focuses on content creators directly communicating with their followers, and this can also include voice memos, but doesn't always. For example, I took the bullet for us. And I signed up for Mark Zuckerberg's broadcast on Instagram. It's definitely something. <laughs> but basically, it's like, it's Mark Zuckerberg talking into a void. And you can be just like, have people want to be in that special void for when he has thoughts. Uh, Zuck specifically does use it for new products coming out, things that they're kind of working in the pipeline. Uh Potential. I haven't seen any smoked meat mentions, but I, that's what I'm waiting for is his barbecue recommendations. Uh, but uh, 
Other than that, the broadcast channels is in beta, limited to only some content creators and accessible through an online application to create one. Uh, they're kind of testing interest and planning on developing versions for Facebook Messenger and WhatsApp. Alan, have you been asked to join any broadcasts? None? No, no, but it, it is a marketing opportunity for us. We mm-hmm. need a broadcast. First of all, but second of all, I like kind of like it, but I don't know why it seems like a public diary. Well, that was my first. I was like, this is a public diary that no one can respond to. But then I'm like, isn't all of social media a public diary? Yeah, but no one can respond to this one. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. I think I I love that no one can talk back to me, which is also really similar to a podcast. (laughs) Honestly, though, I have a friend who says she can't listen to us because she responds. She (laughs) acts like she's in a conversation. (laughs) So that's how I feel in Mark Zuckerberg's broadcast. Um, (laughs) This is something, though, theoretically, if you are a business or you are an influencer, I know influencers, I have been asked to follow them because if you want all of their witchy stuff before they put it on the feed or stuff like that, I I follow witches on Instagram, obviously. Incredible. <laughs> um, it also will help with small businesses who want to have a more loyal following. So you could promote like upcoming pop-up shop dates to a specific group of people, artists who want to share pre-order dates or promo codes to their VIPs. Uh, but again, you need to have the information or something that people want to hear without needing to respond. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you want Target Snarket to have a broadcast, let us know what you want us to throw into the void and we will make it for you all. But just for you, special yeah. people. Let us know if you want me to read my diary. <laughs> <laughs> Which has made an appearance on this podcast many times. I'm I'm quite embarrassed by it, in fact. Um, But now you can have firsthand experience of what it was like when my diary was read. Without where are the salespeople? If you haven't noticed. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now, last but certainly not least, is a huge update that the Zuck himself dropped last night, July 5th, which is Meta's new Instagram app threads uh zuck's latest app is a direct threat to twitter also the catalyst for what is now going to be a elon musk mark zuckerberg cage fight um yeah that's that's what caused the huge billionaire cage fight similarly to old twitter threads allows users to write posts and respond to others in a more explore feed your following feed and then your own personal thread page because it's an Instagram app, you can easily create your account. And then you. my favorite part is I can so easily go and follow everyone I follow on Instagram. So I don't have to go and find them. Because it's just as soon as they made an account, I can go follow them. Uh, did you download it yet, Alan? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I made a post in like the first five hours about how all of us who were on it then needed to go touch grass. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, all of us here that are here right now within four to five hours of, of it being announced, we are online. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, no, but honestly, I truly love how it's like this blend of like 
already it's like you can tell who's super like professional influencers and businesses Mm -hmm. almost like nothing changed they just moved over and it's just like new twitter but also they're like regular people (laughs) posting on there and acting like it's facebook of 2007 and posting like just their thoughts that like aren't funny but that makes them so funny like it makes them funny like i i i mean the I didn't do the whole Insta following, mm-hmm. like the instant thing. I was like, you know what? This is like an opportunity for me to like recurate who has access to me, who I want to see. Um, but the problem is I only got about a quarter of the way through and then I was like, fuck it. So now I have like very <laughs> few people I'm following. I should have just done it. But I also was like, you know, this is like such a good opportunity to start fresh on a new platform. Yeah, but that's without- how you should do it. <laughs> I mean and like I did be real but it wasn't it didn't have that already set up thing and it felt like I was speaking into the void and I would never get more followers ever on that app just be my four friends who also had it whereas this felt like they made it easier and it is easier to get more followers and stuff but yeah I I like half-assed that opportunity and (laughs) so now (laughs) now my threads is kind of weird but, it got weird fast. Like. I, yeah, it got weird real fast. But I do love that it's a middle finger to Musk. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I, Twitter had gotten too scary for me as a trans person, to be honest. Like it was too much of a risk, too many people doxing, too many people being like so mean. Um, so I think it can and maybe will replace Twitterland personally. And maybe the bigots will stay with their like billionaire buddy and we'll have our like other billionaire buddy actually which isn't great but at least he pretends ours isn't human he just has no feelings (laughs) yeah exactly exactly yeah so so i like the other five million users last night downloaded the app within the first four hours of it being live (laughs) um (laughs) i will say it was because of zuck's broadcast channel that he was like we have threads now. Uh, so far, I'm loving it. I love how much it feels like old Twitters. And like you said, <laughs> like I saw a bunch of influencers just trying to make thread puns or like publishing stupid thoughts. Now, I'm saying all of this in consumer Kaylee's voice because so far, I don't see any benefit for a business to be on there. Just FYI, dear listener. If uh, But also, if you want us to create a thread because you're like, damn, I need more snark without imagery let us know and we'll put it in the comment just put it in the comments in our video and we'll do it don't worry for you for you oh and i was gonna say don't you feel like people are just going to take their old viral shit from twitter or other people's viral shit from twitter and just like repost it on threads like i think there is that downside where it doesn't really feel innovative or new in any sense of the word like and I was like, hmm, I know I've read this and I know you weren't the one who originally posted it or you already said this in 2012, you know? Yeah, my biggest, what I loved using Twitter for, honestly, was live tweeting events or like yeah, uh, like shows and stuff. So I want to see how they're how we're able to kind of create this community aspect through like live events. I haven't seen anything for trending topics yet. Um, but like, I just like how easy you can respond to people already. I have, I also haven't seen anything for a character count, but I think the fact that they just didn't say anything makes it better. 
Like there is no limit. There's no max or anything, but I don't think people are going to be like, well, I can use my 4,000 characters now. (laughs) No, not at all. Not at all. (sighs) All right. Now we are ending the round up. We have almost rounded it all up, but we got to end with our little baby. Cause one of our first podcasts, just the two of us, we're ending with little Tiki talk. Tiki talk. The first update I want to talk about actually came really quickly after our own episode, which is the first major update to the app's community guidelines. This strategic move aimed to provide users more clear rules and regulations and introduced the concept of the four pillars of moderation to kind of provide this defense mechanism against uh, everything that was talked about during the trials that we had talked about in our previous episode. So by removing violent content, age-restricting mature material, keeping inappropriate content away from your from your For You feed, uh, it wants to empower the community with information and control. So they're really trying to fight tooth and nail to stay in the game in the U.S. Which is so interesting because I was just talking to my wife the other day and like we were talking about how their For You page all of a sudden randomly got really dark, really sad, mm-hmm. kind sketchy and i was like i know that they just came out with these fucking four pillars or whatever it is four pillars and i'm like i don't know how this happens and i don't know what because they were like i didn't watch anything or like anything weird and then suddenly but anyway do you think that this is enough to keep tiktok in the states or do you think it's on its way out so We've already seen since this happened a bunch of nations and states continuing to ban the app. Like Montana supposedly has a complete ban of the app. I would love to know how how you are doing that. How are you doing that? Like I was yeah. like, we're gonna drive through Montana soon. I'm like- checking your phone anytime you're pulled over. Like <laughs> I don't know, uh, but in my humble opinion, me Kaylee J Myers, I do think. <laughs> That the issue itself will never be finalized for the U.S. until they actually understand what the problem was. Like, we talked about it in the trial, uh, during our trial episode for TikTok, and none of the senators actually understood, like, why the CEO was even standing in front of them. They pulled stuff out of their ass, they, like, made stuff up, and so it's just how can changes be made if you are unable to address the problem and you are unable to clearly define what the actual problem is? In my opinion, what I thought, you know, it could be wrong, was that it was data collection and we didn't know how they were handling our data properly. I don't even know technology enough to be able to say whether or not data is handled correctly, but that should be the problem we're trying to solve. But it turned into this, like, they're pushing Chinese propaganda on our feeds and stuff like that. And it was, that was not the purpose, but that sure is what these community guidelines point out. It's so funny. Cause if this, if these, any of these like cases go to the Supreme court, like after the week we've had with the Supreme court, like <laughs> I'm like, those people are ancient and they've Honestly. probably never been allowed to have a Facebook. Can they spell Facebook? I'm sure they no. can, but like they're they're ancient. Like what what are what are they gonna do if SCOTUS gets a hold of this? If SCOTUS gets it, I don't think any of them will be able to understand like what's the law they're breaking. They have like what's what's the case? You know? 
<laughs> I know. It's just a we mess. don't like an algorithm. That's not a case. I, there's no law broken because you don't like an algorithm. <laughs> right? Why don't you take it up with the algorithm? AI is sentient. Honestly. Charge them. Next up for TikTok, we have their new branded effects. So this is going to be similar for everyone who like five years ago was on the Snapchat filter and lenses train. That's it. It's inst- It's also the same as Instagram Spark AR. Basically, your creative team, and please use a creative team and not try this for yourself, can develop their own AR filters for TikTok users to be able to use in their videos. Um, big players like Universal, Samsung, and Netflix have already done this. Uh, just creating, you know, the different type of background or like riding a motorcycle, whatever. All of those have been created. They have been working to make it easier for small businesses and mom and pop shops to join the party. If you have experience with any kind of design, take a stab at it. Otherwise, I really suggest just keeping it with your team, your creative team, letting them play around with it. AR filters. I I mean, I haven't messed around with it yet. I can't imagine it's going to be easier than Canva. No, like, I imagine. I mean, maybe you make something really hilarious and like go viral for a questionable reason, like McDonald's did the last couple <laughs> of weeks with the freaking what was it, the birthday shake? The grimace. Yeah. <laughs> I laughed so hard. I almost said I died, but I actually haven't had a shake yet. So I didn't. So die. not yet. But we're getting there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you're interested in needing some inspiration of how to create a little AR filter, you can visit TikTok's Effect House, where you can see how creators themselves are u- utilizing the AR building feature. And there is a Discord community with almost 200,000 members already a part of it, where you can join to brainstorm and ignite your new AR creativity. But honestly, it took seven years to get to the point where the top social media app is using features from the top app from 2017. Right. <laughs> Full circle. Are, is it vintage? Is this vintage now? It, it's like that meme. Is this vintage? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is going to become like fashion. Like social media apps are officially coming. They've been around long enough that now everything's just going to be recycled. I mean, until we just talked about threads. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, Okay. The last update I want to talk about today is TikTok's new ability to refresh and retrain your For You page. Oh, Jordan's going to love this. Yes. Jordan, this is for you. (laughs) Also, I do have to say, I love that you said my wife. It was very Borat, but like low key. I loved it. Casual (laughs) dropping my wife. (laughs) By using the refresh option, the app can treat you as a new user pulling in content as if you are starting from scratch. Uh, This means you'll be served a whole new range of videos based and your algorithm will now be based off your fresh interactives, effectively retraining the algorithm and ignoring your previous preferences. TikTok is, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of confused by it. Um, I don't know if you've ever looked at just TikTok.com not logged in. That's a scary for you page. 
<laughs> no, I haven't. But now I have to. I can imagine like what kind of stuff. It also sounds super intriguing. I know. How fast can I get back to my original algorithm? That's what I was going to say. Also, like, how long is it going to take you to get diagnosed with ADHD? <laughs> Instagram's on it now. So, you know, only time. <laughs> how, quickly, how quickly will I find out that I'm queer and trans <laughs> and neurodivergent, <laughs> et cetera? Not long, I bet. <laughs> Probably not. Probably like five videos and then all of a sudden. <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, TikTok is also offering additional content controls so you can shape your personal experience to the app. If there are certain words you know you don't want to be a part of, you can just pop those in and they will make sure those keywords are not being shown on your For You page. Um, hashtags that don't pique your interest or that you know you hate. Uh, if you come across a video topic that bores you to tears and what you do is you click the share button, like you're going to share it and copy the link, but underneath you can click not interested. And now you're helping train your algorithm, let them know, let it know what you do and don't like. All the people who comment rude things on our videos can just yeah. say they're not interested instead of now getting served even more gay content because they... <laughs> put their rude ideas in the comment section. There you go. Yeah. So if you're like, wow, I'm seeing so much gay content rather than commenting like homophobic or transphobic things, or if you see like a fat person talking about how much she hates sports rather than being taking the obvious joke of she likes to eat, you know, rather than that, you can just click not interested and you'll never see this fat ass ever again. You won't see any more gay stuff if you say you're not interested, but we taught you, you people, all of you listeners, that when you engage with something, you're going to keep seeing it. So just think about that, people who like to comment and troll. I want to see that reel so bad. I can't <laughs> wait for it. I'm going to share it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now, also, if TikTok could figure out um, making their advertising platform work, that would be great. Like, oh, you God. know, I literally ended up on Bigot Talk with the one ad I did, despite all my efforts. I will not put any ad dollars there again. It was so dumb. You know? Yeah. But you know I what have... it's like. They don't let you pick anything. Yeah. So what people think, or I know I was talking to Danielle, she was kind of under the assumption you can use whatever hashtags you want and you can to a certain extent, unless you want like queer talk or like gay, anything like that, that might actually bring down your audience to maybe LGBT people that are actually interested. Um, yeah, no, you don't have that option. I know it's like such a double-edged sword because I don't want people putting like conversion therapy things and doing hashtag queer talk, you know, I don't want yeah. them to be able to do that, but it would also be nice to get served things that are gay. I would love to know if there are like queer owned businesses that I don't know about. It's really upsetting because Facebook used to have it where you could target people based off who they were interested in because they had Facebook dating. Actually, is that dead now? I don't even know if they still oh, have no. the dating app. Um, but it used to be you could basically say, like, only target people who were interested in men. And if you did men who were interested in men, you know, you had a little bit more leeway. But now... 
it is so I'm embarrassed by the way that I have to try to target the queer community because we have queer clients and it was pride month last month. Like same. It's, I mean, it's awful advertising for my book. I literally put in like interested in Ellen DeGeneres, like kill me. RuPaul, Trixie Mattel. Like this is where we're at. (laughs) This is where we're at. (laughs) Well, that's all I had that, that we done rounded up. We rounded up. That is today's episode. Thank you. (laughs) So good. Thank you for listening in. We hope you learned something new. We hope we made you have a think about something or that you just enjoyed us talking at you on your daily commute. For those of you who commute, for those of you who don't, good on you. Make sure to hit the subscribe button if you're watching us on YouTube. Subscribe wherever you're listening today's Okay, subscribe wherever you're listening to today's episode. Like us on Instagram and TikTok at Target Snarket for our highlights from our episodes and memes and lots of funs. Let us know in the comments which update you're most likely to use. Okay, bye. Thanks for tuning in to Target Snarket, a weekly podcast brought to you by Broad Digital Consulting. Our podcast is hosted by Danielle Bilbrook, Kaylee Myers, and Alan Connolly, and produced by Margot Gill. You can always learn more about Broad Digital Consulting on our website, broad.digital, that's B-R-O-A-D dot digital, or you can find us on social media using the handle at Target Snarket. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. And if you're feeling so inclined, we'd love for you to review our pod if you like what you're hearing. 